What's up guys? Welcome back to the Spin Zone. This is a very special episode for you tonight. We have uh, your boy Sid in the house. Sid, can we can we hear something right now, Sid? What's up guys? Thanks for getting me back here. Yeah, yeah, it was a long legal dispute, contract negotiation, but <laughs> we managed to get him on loan for one episode. Yeah, he's yes. currently signed to Barstool Media. I'm a very busy man nowadays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with no job. <laughs> oh yeah, same. Dude. Oh, dude, this is an unemployed podcast, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this is heavy degeneration to society. <laughs> Young men. <laughs> oh no. This is a testament to how degenerate the society itself is. Oh, the system is the problem. Yes. <laughs> Fuck your system. <laughs> I'm an adult. You can't make me work for for what? So I can purchase goods and services. Fucking <laughs> wake up, sheep. What <laughs> <laughs> fuck? Yeah, all three of us are unemployed right now. Yeah, fuck. Oh, it's not just all three of us. Yeah. Like a good. It's a whole generation. Yeah, a good chunk of my friends are unemployed at the moment. I'd say a significant chunk, and I'm putting like startup founders and owners in the same box. <laughs> as unemployed yes. <laughs> i don't know if you can call them unemployed bro so that way belly is not unemployed belly <laughs> behaves like he's unemployed bro. that is fair enough no, yeah. that's what i'm telling like some of them like belly are making income most of them are still struggling with like just getting their company hey, off that the way whole of silicon valley is unemployed now <laughs> which company is making money there <laughs> <laughs> the CEO of Uber, bro. But yeah, I mean, CEO of Spotify, bro. I mean, in terms of lifestyle mm. and like just the things that they're mm. doing on a daily basis and things mm. like that, it's basically unemployed life. Hmm. Wait, what do you mean? Aren't they just busting their ass like sixteen hours a day? No, bro. <laughs> Not at all. What startup are they trying to found, bro? They're sending company memo. Hey guys, <laughs> bust your ass. They're busting their ass like a good amount of the day. However, like they're chilling the rest of the time. Okay. Like proper chilling. Okay. Oh, they have. I've heard of this thing. It's called. I've. Uh, it's it's called work life. Work life. Work life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's some BS like that. Some Western propaganda. Here, I believe there is no weekend. Yes. <laughs> Here, uh, Narayan Murthy is our. Uh, ah. Jesus that that fucking truth. Did we talk about him? I don't think so. No. Yeah, that old fucking we... sack of shit. <laughs> they desiccated husk of a human being. Uh, to our listeners, if you can't tell, Anshul is an ex-employee of Infosys. <laughs> what a bitch! <laughs> and your wife can't write. <laughs> Wait, why can't his wife write? Like she, she writes all write. these books and all, dude, and everyone jizzes oh. over it. Sudha Murthy and all that. Just, just keep quiet. <laughs> How hard is that? Like, <laughs> this, this is that Bill Burr joke again. Like, why does, why do we know what Michelle Obama thinks? Mm. <laughs> Like your husband is the president. It's like, have you ever asked, like his joke was basically, have you ever asked a plumber's wife for advice? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think I should do with this clock brain? <laughs> okay, I don't know. If she was a writer, so that's why she's famous. Yeah. I thought she helped co-found Infosys or some shit like that. I, I thought that's what she, she was did? famous for. But I'm not sure about. I don't know uh, if she ever she served on the board. Whether she more of a role later on in the company or not. Okay. I don't okay. know if she ever served on the board or anything. Mm. Dude, during my time at Infosys, the board of directors, okay, they hired a CEO, mm. and it was a new CEO. It was the first time the CEO was hired, kind of as an outsider, mm. not from their inner circle of the board and all that. 
and he was like heavy immediately he was like full ai this that it was actually forward thinking in this was at infosys yeah yeah this was in like 15 16 types uh uh-huh. yeah so i think it was social sikka or something and uh-huh. uh, so he was little bit forward thinking infosys was feeling like a government company which is this mm. only <laughs> so, but then the board basically lost their heavy succession should happen mm. where uh, he whistleblowers came saying he's accused of uh, spending corporate funds in you know bad ways and all that like you know em- you know not embezzlement but like going to tiamo and all and having <laughs> <laughs> having client dinner mm. that kind of shit and then there was a big investigation happened internal investigation he was cleared like nothing was wrong During and then which? and then he and then he quit during which the succession theme was playing exactly. in the background. Exactly. This, this entire two year succession is playing. <laughs> and then he after that he's like fuck this shit like after he got cleared he's like bye I am resigned. This is fucking bullshit. <laughs> so Infosys got rid of the one dude who was trying to Yeah, like, I think the board just lo- like you know some heavy like classic bureaucratic <laughs> bullshit like. Wow. Yeah. This was happening while I was working there. Like. You were working there in 2015 16. No, the, he got hired and then the scandal happened while I was working there. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I think his name was something Sikka so or yes. was it Kamath? I think it was Sushil Sikka and then he got replaced by Salil Parekh, who's the current CEO, I think. Interesting. And uh, how does the current CEO feel about 70 hours of <laughs> Oh, obviously <laughs> he love it, da. Man, 70 hours a week. Who the f- How many hours are there in a week, by the way? 24 into 7, no? Huh? Yeah. 24 24 oh, yeah. I mean uh, if you're counting I'm s- counting no sleep nothing no sleep. how many <laughs> how many hours a week are there uh yeah 24 into 7 that should be 168 yeah 168 hours and 70 hours see when you say it like that it sounds like oh, okay uh, less than no, 50% of the time when you, you forget, forget human sleep yeah yes. when you forget sleep it sounds very reasonable considering sleep it's like let's say 8 hours of sleep a day yeah yeah like, we should is, be getting bare minimum which is what bare is, minimum we should be getting what is 16 times 7 Uh, 112. 112. Yeah. 112. Huh. From that you want 70 hours. And yeah, th- this again is just the time you are awake. You got Dude, a lot of shit to do apart Dude, from work. And also that. people at Infosys are already working that much. <laughs> It's madness. Like, I mean, obviously a lot of people are chilling. Yeah, but... I mean, it, it would be fair if everyone at every rung worked that much. Yeah. You can't tell everyone at the bottom rung to be working that much while everyone like all the CEOs and all oh, basically. Oh, that way the the mutual fund long term plan is very set in stone. I was told like dude just get ass rape for like 10 15 years then you can become manager and then after that you can leave at 5 pm and all that. And then it's fine. No, that that's my point like yeah. 10 15 years of this abuse is not worth like 5 6 yeah. years after that of Yeah. choosing your times. And then you just get abused by the client instead. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, but why do you believe that everybody at all rungs of the ladder should work equal number of hours? No, I'm telling if you're, oh, if you're, if you're, if you're going to, <laughs> I'm saying if you're going to, Malik is like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, what yeah. I'm saying is that if you're going to impose impossible like restrictions, like you have to work 70 hours a week, hmm. then it should be fair to everyone. You can't impose this only on like one section of the work. Yeah, he's like the youth should do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like fucking you, you make AG I know bitch what the fuck why are you not working? <laughs> oh man. Yeah, but I don't know if there's that many people working even remotely close to 70 hours. Dude, much of the reason he gave also is so stupid. It's like the, because this is your country. 
Hey, it was something about developing India. Man. Yeah, it's like it's your country, so if you work, India will prosper like that as well. Yeah, like. I didn't get that connection. What was the connection there? Like, why if hmm. people in Infosys work seventy hours a week, India will prosper? See, your the mindset that is coming from is that if you watch videos on how South Korea and Japan develop, oh. it's because their productivity was way higher than the West, because okay. they were literally grinding that hard hmm. on average hmm. more. Hmm. So he's he just saying that to for us to do the same thing. But they also had like. reasonable levels of not innovation but mm. optimization and a lot of things they did they weren't just grinding oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, all, all those nuances are what were conveniently like leaving out, out yeah. no but even the office culture when you're not mm. innovating all oh, is also yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's yeah like they stay there like 10 hours a day or something mm. like His that his argument right? is probably that's where it starts the innovation comes after that the innovation comes just from grinding it out Yeah, I mean, when you have that many people grinding, like probabilistically, someone will get some innovation. Yeah, from and a, a lot of the books written by people in his era, like that Warren Buffett, those business help writers, they all talk about South Korea, Japan in this very jerk-off kind of way. Like, you know, oh my God, they're so hardworking and all that. You know, they make jokes about how nobody from America can compete with that. Mm. So just immigrate them, like that, all that kind of stuff. So he's just reading those books and he blabbed the sentence. Yeah. and now like 20 years later we are seeing the mental health effects of all that especially in the japanese population <laughs> ah <laughs> is it worth it narayan <laughs> moti you know what i've seen on reddit <laughs> is it really <laughs> i'm not even talking about that i'm talking about like just people the suicide rates and stuff like that in japan ah. being like insanely high like you heard hmm. of uh, okigahara forest right Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah basically, Logan like Paul's script. Logan Paul's script. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's basically like come to be known as the suicide forest of Japan now. Yeah, because people just go there to kill themselves. It's like a tradition now. Wow. You just make a plan. It's like, oh, I, I can't come out tonight, bro. I've had enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm going for a picnic in Aokigahara forever. <laughs> also, wasn't there a huge thing about how Japanese people aren't having sex anymore and they're not having kids? Yeah, and they're just having like an aging population. I think that's full East Asia. That's For, full East Asia. Fertility rates are dropping. Yeah, it, like it's uh, again very much more pronounced in Japan, but yeah, a mm. lot of. I, I think, think in South Korea. I think in Japan also it, it's more pronounced because those bastards are living to hundred and all. Mm. So I think they have a bigger issue of like this, like this is, sucking yeah. out resources of these old people who are not contributing to the economy anymore. <laughs> Fucking leeches, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Narayan Murthy piece of shit. <laughs> dude, okay. So when you were at Infosys, yeah. were you actually seeing people like grind that hard? Dude, my whole unit was grinding like that. Like that hard. Yeah, yeah. Like eighty yeah. hours. My week. unit was just constructed only to be like an entire unit attached to British Telecom. Okay. Yeah, that unit has no other purpose other than to do BT projects. But eighty hours a week, every week. Yeah, yeah, dude. Dude, my mentor has one algorithm, brute force. <laughs> <laughs> my mentor was taking leaves so that he could finish work undisturbed. Like what? Yeah. Holy fuck! That's fucking crazy, mm. bro. Bro, but that's genuinely mind blowing to me because like one eighty-hour week takes a lot out of you. Like a genuine eighty-hour week. I'm not just talking about sitting mm. in front of a screen like tapping away the keyboard. Mm. Like eighty hours of hard thinking in a week is fucking exhausting. That I think it would average between sixty to eighty, but the thing is, you don't know how your day is going to go. Like this week might be eighty. Like like you're just you're just prepared every week for an eighty hour week. Okay, how much of the time was just spent sitting around in meetings, waiting for someone to tell you something? Honestly, very less. Very less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's crazy, bro. Yeah. I don't think I could have done like eighty yeah. hours a week like that, like and, grinding at that. And also, level. The, the standard things also happen, which is your efficiency drops. Hmm. The later it goes into the night, you're like, there's no like, why the fuck? No, but that's what I'm asking about. Huh. Like, how much output were you generating like week on week with eighty hours per week every week? I I don't think it's linear. I would I would yeah. definitely say that I got exhausted. I think enough. just the mental aspect of it yeah. causes it to plateau after let's say forty hours a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe like fifty, sixty hours. Maybe. Uh, like the but people who actually that, are interested in their work are hmm. genuinely putting that uh, extra effort from their side. Hmm. They can last maybe fifty to sixty with yeah. like still like in linearly increasing. What do you say? Uh, rewards or outputs? Yeah. But yeah, beyond that, it it plateaus for sure. Um, like, that's yeah. the that's the reason why the quality is less because mm. so many things are happening. You don't have time to like sink your teeth into it and be like, okay, what's the best way? Well, let me put the functional programming inside the uh, OOP's ass and all that. It's <laughs> 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 just fucking bang your head on the keyboard. Press F five. Is it working? Fuck, send it. <laughs> It's like that, <laughs> dude. It's like there's no time. So you guys didn't like write tests, didn't like. Oh no, there are testers. All that is happening. No, no, not testers. Huh? Tests. I wrote like extremely basic tests. Okay. And then it would go on to the testers uh-huh. who would do the actual legit shit, like full regression, this and that, mm. whatnot. And yeah, the that process was there. Mm. But I think my code has only been reviewed like three times in two years in Infosys. What? I mean, first six months is my my sort of thing, but one and a half years of working, I I only wrote code for one year. Okay. In that one year, I think my code has been reviewed like three times. What is is it is it working and it's simple enough? So it's like, oh, what? How much you want to optimize in this? <laughs> like it's a, it's a fucking it's a for loop with three branches. <laughs> Fuck you want to do? <laughs> so basically, you're telling you worked on one for loop with three branches over a year. <laughs> <laughs> no, isn't like this? There's a thousand things like that. Oh, okay. And then like thirty percent of them is actually like, oh, oh wait, why is this not working? Like you have to really fucking dig into oh, it. Okay. Fuck, dude, I would kill to see this code, bro. I really <laughs> want to see. This oh, code. you want to see my code? Huh? No, no, not your code. Uh-huh. Just the code. Oh, okay. Like you would have written like hmm. a small percentage of yeah, it, right? Yeah, yeah. Like there'll be hundreds uh-huh. of people working on it. Hmm. I'm saying I just want to see the code in general. Macha, the project I was working on is microservice. <laughs> I mean, you know, it was not microservice. It was a proper monolith. Hmm. And it was, I think, fifty folders. Like mm. the, you, when you do the Git clone, it's fifty folders. Mm. Each folder is a project, mm. and each project represents like a team working on it. And obviously, they all intersect, mm. so, you know. But it's so many people, and there's one folder that's a library, mm. which is everybody shares. So if you change code, th- that code has to be reviewed like six billion times because if something breaks there, everybody's application breaks. Because they're all referencing that library. Oh, the shared library. Yeah, that library is custom. It's not. It's not like third party. Enforces made it. This huh. reminds me of. I recently watched this video. Huh. There was this one dude uh, who basically removed, like he had some beef with someone, like one of the internet service providers or uh-huh. like DNS services or something like that, mm. where he was one of the guys who had written like one early. a uh, tiny piece of code for calling some file or I, like I heard about this <laughs> yeah it was a very tiny and insignificant code but because it was the internet and all open source hmm. everyone had referenced and used that code while just building html itself so whenever he had this beef he just took all his like what do you call it his code offline from github and all that hmm. and because of that it crashed the entire internet because every single 
website or url was using this tiny yeah, piece yeah. of code it's basically like it was it, did this have something to do with npm no it had to do uh, I, i think maybe, maybe, maybe it, i think it was, was the npm it, one. was it left pad i think it was left pad it was oh, left pad yeah some okay. alignment thing or something right? it was just it that's yeah, something very yeah, simple yeah. no yeah yeah it's so a very it's like who cares like like reference it everyone's home bro whatever referenced it yeah and so all of those broke yeah that left pad thing was like a huge thing yeah after that they did something they did something to fix it i remember they said they would no no the dude like for the benevolence of man can't put it back up no he put it back but <laughs> no the the npm only put it back npm mm-hmm. made sure that something like without that. asking him they put it back yeah, like, yeah, fuck but you he, he was also like that yeah. that one piece he was like okay chill like yeah. it's that integral and that tiny mm-hmm. you guys can have it yeah no they made sure that something like that can't happen again yeah. dude i feel like this is such a cartoon moment like this is Dude, but to be fair, I feel like that NPM ecosystem sheds a bad light on like programming everywhere. <laughs> NPM is just a shit show. Like really? Everybody's over? accepted it, yeah. Oh. Like uh, the most one of the most downloaded packages hmm. for that NPM package manager is called Is Even, and it's a three-line piece of it's a three-line package. Oh. It checks if a number is even. Dude, it's so optimized. Yeah. It, it used to be a million lines. And then there's a separate <laughs> package called Is Odd, oh. which which <laughs> wait get this which depends on the Is Even package. So it and just it takes that and not that equal to yes, and it says if is even is false, then return true. Otherwise, return false. No wonder, dude. I used to be fucking uh, building Docker containers, okay, Infosys. All the front end bullshit used to take ages, dude. Yeah, I'd be like, this doesn't feel futuristic at all. <laughs> I'll do npm install this, this, that, and I'll be like, I'm waiting fucking five minutes, dude. Full matrix is happening on my screen. Like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, no, this all this bullshit is there in the JavaScript ecosystem. Fuck. That's why I feel like a lot of people look down on that ecosystem. It's actually like a good ecosystym. It's just there's so much. Bullshit. Who are these people? Where do they congregate? Like, <laughs> I'd like to go there. And say hi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in your Infosys thing, there were hmm. like fifty different microservices, and there were how many developers? Oh, that I can't say because I joined this team and left the company during COVID. Oh, so I still don't know what my boss looks like. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> like we, nobody had a profile picture. Only I had. Wow! Ansel <laughs> <laughs> so, is always trying to put his best foot forward, but he's yeah, always getting it in the oh, ass. Buddy, <laughs> This is the definition of culture shock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Zams came from the Middle East and the US, and he's like, "Oh, you know what, guys? Let's Hi. try some code. Let's synergize together, guys." <laughs> Meanwhile, Nara and Murthy and his beer machine at work. No. <laughs> company had, was filled with a bunch of robots that he had to learn how to interact with first. Oh yeah, my other theory as to why he said this mm. is because I think he's. He's reached that age where he's reflecting on his legacy. Okay. And he's realized his legacy is turning his countrymen into sweatshop workers. <laughs> so I think it's I think it's dawned on him a little so bit. So he wants to double down on that. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, he's just <laughs> like he's just saying anything. Like he's <laughs> the dissonance is hitting him right now. It's like oh fuck. <laughs> Because right now he has everything. He's a, he's a whatever it is. I don't know how much of money he has. Nice family, whatever. And then his. He's gotten into British politics also now, no? Oh, he got into British politics. Yeah, because his Rishi Sunak. Yeah. Wait, how is Rishi? Rishi Sunak is, is his son-in-law. son-in-law. What? You didn't know this? Bro. No, I didn't yeah. know this. What the fuck? Yeah. His son-in-law is the fucking prime minister of Britain. Yeah. Yes. Before he became prime minister, he got married to his daughter. Wow. Wait, like just before? 
Uh, a decent while before, no, one I year before. Was, yeah. No, I was thinking like bigger Game of Thrones sort of conspiracy theory. Yeah. No, it is fucking crazy. It is bro. like that only, but yeah. <laughs> That's fucking wild. Yeah. So he's achieved everything. See, he's, yeah. he got his daughter married to the Prime Minister of England. Yeah, it's okay. over. It's so done. like, so now he. This sat, is this is reverse colonization. For, for the first time in his life, he he you sat back in his chair and sighed like, ha. Huh. You are underplaying this. Huh. He got his daughter married to the Indian Prime Minister of. That is also them. That is also there. That's why this is reverse colonization. That. He found another brown guy and he's yeah. like, yo, we'll go fuck them. <laughs> and you know what's the controversial part? Like, uh, UK is not doing so hot in terms of like, <laughs> just, and the, the, you know, public sentiment is turning on the government in general. Mm. And this guy wasn't elected. He, oh, he's yeah, like an some in, weird thing. He's right? like an yeah. interim type situation. It was Theresa May before this. Theresa May, yeah. No, no, no. After that, there was some uh, Boris Johnson came, then somebody else came. Oh, yeah. There yeah, was Boris one chick Johnson. only there for 30 days. <laughs> I thought the chick who was there for 30 days was Terry Samay. No, she was there longer. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Man, then what is he talking about Indians working for 70 hours a week for, bro? He's done. Hmm. He's made it. That's so Like, hard. it's done. Like, his family's name is cemented forever. Hmm. He, I don't know, bro. He's playing some 40 chess. I think he's planning how to take over the world. For that, he needs India to turn into like Russia. <laughs> or he finally stopped working after his daughter got married. He looked at his portfolio. He's like, oh, my whole retirement is Infosys stocks. Like, hey, everybody works, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> Oof. I mean, but to be fair to him, like the fact that whatever, okay, now India is considered like a sweatshop. But mm. for, for those three decades that he ran Infosys, mm. that, this is basically what built India up. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty <coughs> impressive. It had to start somewhere, yeah. Yeah. For that. That was a natural starting point. Yeah. There's no way we were going to start with building yeah. like an operating system for the world. <laughs> yeah. No, what, what's grotesque happen. is how what it is now. Which is like yeah. a, it's like a gilded sweatshop. Like nice buildings and all It hasn't evolved yeah. in the years. It's just grown <laughs> yeah. bigger. The infrastructure has gotten better and then nothing else happened. I feel like Infosys is one of those companies that will just eventually have to die. Hmm. But still, what they did for 20, 30 years yeah. for India is pretty insane. No, but that's what's I, sad. Why I do they have to die? <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's too big to die. Honestly, hmm. it'll it'll get hurt. It'll become smaller. It'll yeah. there'll be some heavy. No, but if, if it's a free market, it will die yeah, unless it, it invents something that it does. It goes to the product side of things. Yeah, they no, all, I'm they, saying on the verge of it dying, they'll sell it to someone else who'll resurrect it much better. I mean, I feel like the name will die, bro. The name, yes. They oh. will be. Whoever picks it up after that no, will no, rebrand. What I'm talking sure. about is the name, the brand. Hmm. Yeah, the brand will, of yeah. course. And I feel like that just has to happen. Like, see, because uh, the, there's that whole portfolio of companies like uh, which Wipro, Infosys, Cognizant, TCS. Cognizant, TCS. Yeah. I don't know what the last one is. Uh, HCL. HCL, okay. Yeah, all of these. Uh, Tech Mahindra, all that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, all of these companies, they all started around the same time, no? Like More late 80s, this. 90s. Mm-hmm. Post-independence. Uh, not post-independence, though. As in, what do you say? They, post-independence sort of built up the infrastructure for them to like start up in the 80s, 90s. Ah, okay. Hmm. Yeah, so, I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like they did great things for India. Hmm. But I also feel like they should die now. Like, we've reached that point where I feel like Indians yeah. can do like yeah. more. No, but it doesn't need to be like that. Like, Microsoft, Microsoft, evolve or die. Microsoft does everything. They'll one day fuck your ass also. <laughs> they do everything. Why can't no, Infosys just do something useful? No, no, Microsoft hasn't been evolving. Yeah. These guys refuse to evolve. They're just yeah. growing bigger and bigger and doing the same thing again and again. I, I don't think it's there in the mentality of these companies to like evolve and do something more. 
you know what i mean like i don't think they were started with that seed the thing is they do they they advertise it what like infosys on the website and all that and whatever they portray themselves as like thinking forward and ai yeah, that's and salesmanship advertising no, but, a, but imagine the dissonance like you realize this is something to virtue signal mm. but you don't believe in actually doing it but isn't that most marketing but the thing in a country like india where no innovation happens it's like it didn't hasn't it clicked for somebody what that maybe do something like <laughs> maybe make a product <laughs> instead of just getting a foreign projects uh for all i i'm sure infosys tried that at certain points and it didn't work yeah. out for oh them. no they ha- they have one uh, product sector called finical oh, okay which all the banking internal backend systems sort uh, of run built on, that. on that yeah which is why it's ass <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah so that's some that's a product they sell mm. to banks so that's one thing so yeah most of like that I don't know. I just feel like once a company has grown to that size, changing like the culture of it to become something more than whatever hmm. it is now, impossible. It's easier to just let it so, die and then build something else up. Okay. Oh, I see that. The, the change yeah, should okay. be part of the culture, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it shouldn't be okay after this many decades or this many years or this much growth. It has to be changed. Mm. The change should be like constant and proactive as, instead of reactive. I mean I feel like we can't criticize these guys too much because they came up at a time when there was nothing in India like literally uh, nothing agreed, in India but that's the thing right they at least somewhere along the line they should have decided okay we need to like change or like tr- try and do things a little better but no they just they the only question that was being addressed was scale back then and till now even now for the most yeah. part i think it is mainly scale okay. yeah that's what i'm telling that that thinking beyond just scale has not happened right now it should have happened that's a good way of putting it yeah a little earlier ideally yeah maybe but i also have a feeling that with companies this size i'm sure at certain points they've tried to do whatever you've suggested and the execution has just been abysmal yeah like the ceo got hired yeah. he was doing all that either board was like huh? yeah. <laughs> what, yeah what is this exactly either the execution has been abysmal or the bureaucracy has been so much like suffocating to work with mm-hmm. that they've just given up and walked away yeah makes sense Even now Infosys hires like the most number of people every year right or some ridiculous number of people these, every these year these four companies we mentioned Infosys TCS one of is them by far the will, highest they'll keep exchanging the top spots whatever no oh, crazy yeah, yeah yeah it all depends yeah. basically T series and uh, PewDiePie <laughs> but Infosys might be the highest because they have the only advantage of having a, that training program in Mysore mm. they have a place to like just dump all these people train them For when i was months. there for for 6 months there was a new bus filled with another batch coming every like 3 weeks wow wow yeah that's a lot of people bro. like a new batch every 3 weeks and it's a proper like it's a big university half the size of like western universities your training was how long it was actually 4 months they took my later for 6 months okay so, so they spent 6 months investing in training someone though 4 months 4 uh, to 6 months yeah, yeah. Well, that's, yeah. a, that's a lot for the contract they make you sign is that we are investing yeah. in you huh. okay oh, and so contract. the longer either you like the earlier you quit it better the uh, the later you quit how many ever days you spend there hmm. they'll be like we paid you so you have to pay us back wait 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 what? i don't understand that the, the earlier con- you quit it's worse no in the four no. to six months you're no no it's like ev- it, that's, the, that's the mind fuck of it <laughs> the more time passes that you're in the in that you're uh, in your first year not even the campus first oh, okay. year 
the more time passes it's like every day that's gone by enforces has spent money on you not the other way around okay so if you quit after like one day before the last year you'll have to pay them like some lakhs of of money but if you quit like just after leaving mysore then you don't have to pay them anything or just in the beginning of mysore whatever it is what that sounds And so backward what about yeah. after that first year then you're a put then you your probation period is over you're a proper employee now so that doesn't apply anymore ah, okay. now you're a proper then, then you just have a notice period that is yeah then it's standard notice period okay so they're encouraging you to leave sooner so that they don't spend any more time training you in the probation period yes i guess yeah i guess that's how they think of it yeah, yeah basically it's like a what do you say all in or all out sort mm. of thing that they're forcing either you mm. stay mm. or the entire duration take the training then like you would have at least given us back enough in those whatever four yeah, to six yeah, months yeah. after the training the serious thing is that my whole batch was only putting half the dick in like they were just they were just like uh, you know staying moist yeah i mean like <laughs> what does that mean that that's just human tendency they I were mean. just because see, getting in enforces like that for a lot of these college kids is like a golden ticket mm. because it's one like is the that there's, job, yeah. there's no interview no it's not even that it's like you they basically like just chill out after college for four to six months during the training they give zero fucks about the exams whatever it is they'll fail it no problem they're actually spending their time studying for government exam oh yeah then why are they here at all it's not like getting they're getting salary you're, you're getting 15k a month doing that just to be at the training camp yeah wow, and you're provided crazy. like housing which is oh. which will be one level above your college dorm for sure <laughs> then uh, canteen which you have to pay for the food is um, but that's but that'll be subsidized, subsidized. like chicken biryani is 100 bucks like that and uh, and then yeah you get 15k salary at least that what it was that time that's fucking crazy dude yeah that's what it's it's like just chumma go okay like you're not even interning you're just training yeah yeah so all these guys like they study computer science or whatever in college no no it's all just random in forces premise that i don't give a fuck what you studied whether it's cs also fuck it like nothing you just learn what we're doing here for four months and then you 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 can work on our projects basically come here learn our brute brute force algorithm and go execute mm-hmm. it in our office yeah <laughs> it starts off with one month i think two weeks of python just to teach like what is coding okay then two weeks to a month of uh, database stuff and yeah it's just that it's python and then database stuff for two months and then the second two months you get placed into a stream and the stream is you don't decide that at all Mm. they place you on whatever their upcoming projects are so as they're closing projects they assign these batches to whatever stream based on the demand so i got i magically got placed into java my batch everybody got placed into one bullshit stream and then it stopped like three spaces before me <laughs> and i was put in java Great. the rest of them were put into what is called ims linux which is just server management mm. and support and all the maintenance mm. it was fucking crazy I'm kind of curious to see what happens once these LLMs get embedded into everything. Does Infosys need so many people after that? Getting Infosys to embed LLM is the bigger hurdle here is the But they don't actually, need that. All, the, all the code they work with is proprietary code of the clients. Hmm. So it depends if the client agrees to put it into an LLM or Infosys makes one in-house. I'm sure they would have done something like that by now, like training mm-hmm. an in-house LLM. Yeah, that's interesting. If they do that, it might be like a revolutionary change in Infosys. Like 
they might cut employees and their productivity might skyrocket honestly because when they do something they'll do it like it's immediate the whole thing the policy has changed whatever it is it's everybody will just instantly switch depending on the month that's actually impressive yeah, for yeah. a company that the adoption rate is fast once the top decides something it's over like it's happening they should name their llm if they ever create one huh. murthy mm. <laughs> 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 fuck then they will have murthy telling them what to do all the time ah, every day exactly <laughs> sleep with your murthy on while it reads you now featuring sudha's voice to give audio book <laughs> Wow. What is the mentality of people who spend like 20 years there? No idea. I never met even a single one of them. I remember going to one of the canteens in Bangalore inside the campus and there was a wall with plaques like 10 years, 15 years, oh. 20 years, 25 years, 30 years. How? I was like, what the fuck? How many of these plaques were there? 10 and 20 were a decent amount actually like. And, and those would be only the Bangalore campus ones. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Dude, I feel like people spend a lot of time at Infosys once they decide to stick. Yeah, but because I'm I'm guessing as he said like they take a shitload of influx every mm. year continuously. Mm. At least one of those guys here there once one in every year or something might stick around. That itself is a lot. They have globally 200,000 employees. What? Wow. I yeah. think that's more than Amazon, bro. Yeah. I think that's more yeah. than Amazon. They have like DCs everywhere, dude. Bulgaria. Can't, can't be more than Amazon. I think it Wait, is. Wait, including the delivery guys? Uh, are the delivery guys considered yeah. Amazon employees? I'm talking yeah. about their offices, their warehouses, all of that combined. Ah, uh-huh, that maybe. Yeah. I think the employees also considered Amazon employees because the delivery guys. Ah, uh, mm. because they they are the ones facing all the peeing in bottles challenge and all that, right? And uh, those are the guys in the warehouses. Those are where? Oh, okay. Yeah, those yeah. are the it's between warehouse transports. <laughs> okay, okay, then I guess even the delivery guys count as Amazon employees. Mm. But yeah, I mean, if you're including all the delivery guys, just India alone, I think we'll have more than two hundred thousand. Yeah, actually, probably. Yeah. <laughs> But that's fucking crazy, dude. Two hundred thousand people. Like Holy in Hung- Hungary and this and that. And They have an Infosys office in Hungary. Yeah, in Europe, all is there. So I'm guessing that's where a lot of people stick around also because at some point they'll get to go off site and then they can just move to that country. There's just a like standard that. plan. Like you get butt fuck for 10 you see there's two parts. One if you want to stay and make a career here, just get raped for 10 15 years and then become manager and then by that time you'll have a family then you can go home at 5 o'clock get butt fucked at home instead. <laughs> <laughs> and whatever and by this time you have a good salary or whatever mortgage you can set up your life for your family. that's one path the other path is which is slightly quicker is you fucking grind how much ever it is so that you both involve grinding but the other one is that you grind towards the angle of trying your hardest to get an on site as soon as possible because in that on site you'll be there for 6 months getting paid that country's minimum salary and then all of them go there and just be in a fucking hostel like don't enjoy life at all just complete spend the least amount of money possible Everything goes back to India to pay for your house, your mortgage, all that stuff. Wow! Because the conversion benefits, you know. That's wow. the plan. That's the life plan. The Indian dream. Yeah. <laughs> this is straightforward. Just do this. Just get raped, whichever way. 
and are these guys like interested in the work they're doing decide this too long tough question to answer honestly I, like i don't why? think it's more than 10% okay i mean 10% is pretty high i was going to start with one or two <laughs> I, thought, i thought that's too harsh i would have guessed 50 but considering the sheer volume of 50% like, macha most people don't understand what's the concept of being interested <laughs> that's true that is true <laughs> it's like what do you mean i'm li- like work what is do you not mean? something that is colloquially meant to be interesting in yeah. our culture yeah i mean it's the same even in the us i don't think anybody really actually no, no in the no, us no. i feel like people care. i'm trying to point at that the, in the us it's it's kind of a little more i think uh, it's extreme in the us yeah. some people really give a shit some people really don't no even the average level of giving a shit is a little more more thought is involved yeah. in it like even if they're not interested in it they're like invested enough to try and put effort into it mm. or like make do a good job with whatever they're doing that itself is not there in most i mean forget us or india like most of the other places in general like coming from past experiences and all job is just something that's going to be difficult and you have to get through it this just is india you're talking about no not just in, like the general uh sense that people would associate with having a job mm. for coming in from like the past like before like just before the modern era post war and all that like the idea of job like when industrialization uh, and all had yeah, set yeah, in yeah, yeah. before modernization and the tech revolution came about I the idea of job I, was yeah. basically like you you put your fight somehow get through it you'll have enough to survive and do whatever you're actually interested in i see but also the other the doing what you're actually interested in part was omitted in some countries like india this <laughs> is like do to survive that's all your life is why survive so that you can have more kids and they yeah. can do the same will you be like fine you. 10 years from now do the some fucking problem <laughs> i need this done today <laughs> but also i'm guessing like when that industrialization thing just started like it were people working more than like 8 hours a day it couldn't have been possible when industrialization started yes because the back then work would have been like sow your crops get the food or like what post industrialization no no when it started no no i'm talking about post war ah, okay. industrialization post, post uh, because i mean i'm assuming there were shifts you had to go in and do your shift and then once you were done with your shift you literally can't do work like it's physically somewhere else i think it depends wo- which marker you're putting in the map time wise mm. it de- it depends when when did unions come up come about yeah. uh, unionized work is more you know what i'm talking yeah. about yeah, yeah. Mm. otherwise us was employing children yeah. in factories yeah so throwing yeah, and, and russia was basically turning into the communist machine <laughs> ah russia was very what what year was this then like 1910s or uh 1900s to 1910s to 20s uh-huh. probably mm when was the bolshevik revolution late 1800s if i'm right i think Sometime so yeah. like that yeah basically after that yeah. when lenin came into power when lenin came into power yeah he, i think after the revolution then that the intricate you know city of gulags yeah <laughs> throughout russia had been established you know this tumorous pus that the foreign world wasn't aware of yeah <laughs> Oof. Okay, how many hours a week would you guys be willing to work? And willing or would prefer? Like what is my optimal or what is my uh threshold? Your optimal. 
assuming that this is work that you want to do you're interested in all of those factors 20 but then i'm an extremist when it comes yeah you're an extremist 20 is very low <laughs> 20 is healthy in my opinion yeah maybe you have to go to europe dude you yeah <laughs> seriously do not cross the pacific ocean yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> i think europe is the right continent for you bro <laughs> if it wasn't so uptight i would have loved france Mm. Yeah, but pockets of Europe will love you, dude. Like, yeah. okay, there's heavy. Like, yeah, they have ancient, like you know, they produce gypsies. <laughs> <laughs> like you'd be like, you're boring, dude. <laughs> I think for me, it's I'm willing to work 90 hours at something that I don't like doing. Also, <laughs> but like, what am I doing? Am I saving the world? <laughs> oh, okay, so for yeah. you, it's more about like the. There's many different things why I would work a lot. One is I like it. Mm. I can't visualize what that might be. Mm. But or is it like what I'm doing is so important that fuck if I like it. I'm rust cold right now. Mm. <laughs> I'm just putting cigarette like. <laughs> Wait, so money isn't a factor at all for you? And then money is another factor. Yeah. But what about pre- in order of preference? Like, what oh. are the factors you're willing to work harder for? I mean, th- that second one, which is. If I felt like as if what I'm doing is saving the world, like from a dire thing, mm. like I'm sabotaging Russia's nuclear plans or something, <laughs> <laughs> then I don't. I don't think I'd give a fuck. I think money also. I think I'm. Be, I think I'd end up being pissed off like a proper pissed off veteran, whatever it is. But I'll be like, fuck this, dude. This is for my country. <laughs> my name is George. Anshul George. George. I'm part of the part of the Canadian CIA. <laughs> They're much nicer. Don't worry. <laughs> Bend it and spread. Charles and get the maple syrup. <laughs> Start the tickle torture. <laughs> yeah, that I think would be the highest. If that's all, something like that was there, wouldn't it be the highest? Like saving the world from yeah. saving the world from humans, that would be higher. Whatever may be, <laughs> what what whatever may be the issue, like what could it be, dude? Yeah, see, my problem is I can't even visualize what I would be doing that would do end up with something like that. Yeah, social distancing during COVID. Uh, that I definitely <laughs> do. That I gave up on the first day. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck that!" <laughs> you could have saved the world there, but no. Okay, I guess you have my Chose answer. Chose to go out during COVID. Damn. You have my answer then, yeah. Boy, bro, it's like China mm. is in three months is going to launch a rocket to destroy Mars. Okay. You heard me. <laughs> <laughs> we can't have it. Nobody can. Yeah. Don't ask me why. Okay. Google Translate is not that good. <laughs> you you i mean not you i mean india <laughs> us uk france germany uh, even russia also came late in the game and all they like fuck i also join for all time's sake you know <laughs> you're my brother like they did that no, they no. did that no. Arnold Arnold Hanche. <laughs> we were brothers <laughs> they are, you know you're all coming and working together to launch a thing before that mm. to prevent them from doing it And so you have to do it in two and a half months. Hmm. And yeah, you have to go from zero, and you're part of that team, and you're like, yeah. I mean, the energy alone would carry me. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. 
But I can't imagine doing that for like 10, 20 years. What if this should have to be like a very short term thing? Yeah, but see, just like you're visualizing something that you like, you're you're simulating the liking. So mm. you simulate the pressure to do it. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. I don't know how to simulate My pressure. My hands are shaking. I'm simulating it really hard right now. <laughs> I don't know how to simulate the feeling of me liking something. The oh. feeling of pressure, I don't know how to simulate. You see, 5% of what you feel on a football field when you want to score. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, you want to score, no? And there's a minimum amount of there's a limited amount of time and you're getting tired second by second. But I still don't think of that as pressure and stress. Oh, it's not bad. Yeah. I'm saying like the something is pushing you like the, the oh, there is an okay, abstract okay, okay, need okay, okay. to do something right now. Like, oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, fine. That I can vibe with. That's what. Yeah, so increase that a little. <laughs> <laughs> just just put your fingers into your head and tweak those knobs. <laughs> yeah, it's like Okay yeah I guess that sounds pretty worthwhile. I honestly think that I would be the best in that situation. Mm. Yeah. How are you going to find a situation like that though? That's like my deeper question. Oh, I don't think I want to find a situation. I don't think that. I don't think this is a healthy thing to do. Oh. <laughs> But the world is more important than my mental health and my better health bill. Crazy. Now okay in that case coming back to the original question. Ha. Huh. if like we were talking about like a mm. if we were talking about like a normal scenario yeah like your day to day scenario uh-huh. what would your optimal work oh, per i forgot that was that mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would that yeah. be in that case if you want more than 40 hours so you can go fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> just by default <laughs> you can go fuck yourself <laughs> anjil how are you going to survive in the us bro The default experience will be easier than here. Why? Here or not? Fucking, yeah. I really felt there's no option. Like, ah, okay. Then the US also you won't have an option. Especially on the account management side, if the client decides to call me at eleven thirty, guess what I'm doing? I'm picking up. Hmm. Yeah, account. Ma- okay, what was more hectic, Infosys or client management at Vivil? <laughs> For sure, the latter. That was more hectic. Yeah, yeah. It turned to be more hectic. I thought initially it was like amazing. Ah. Uh-huh. And then it turned out to be way more hectic. so i would i would expect infosys to have been more hours in terms of absolute time put in hmm. but also like more like mindless sort of robotic work that you just keep doing over and over again infosys is a lot of time wasted yeah as opposed to we will being slightly lesser yeah. time spent on average or whatever hmm. but a lot more engaging work because you're talking to people and like trying to yeah. get shit done like in projects like bt because you are technically working on the uk's telecom infrastructure like getting something approved takes time mm. if somebody enforces to validate it it has to go to uk they have to be like wow why do you want this open <laughs> <laughs> what fucking and then they'll scrutinize the fuck out of it so that takes time and you know you could say rightfully so honestly okay yeah Man, I still remember when I first spoke to Anshul after he joined Infosys. I was mm-hmm. like, "Dude, you're gonna have like such a chill life there." <laughs> Because my impression of Infosys, at least from what I'd heard, yeah. seen, and read, was like people at Infosys don't really do that much work. That's that's TCS. Oh, uh, hey, no, it's Infosys, dude. I remember TCS, reading stuff TCS. like about this online. No, no, it's TCS for sure. There, there are many Reddit posts. There are like uh, Quora questions and all that people have answered. TCS employees themselves have replied, telling, "Bro." I sit do nothing for most of the week I do like two three calls like one or two days here and there and I get paid this much I'm basically balling out at TS, TCS I, that, I, that's the culture yeah. 
at TCS. It all depends on what unit you're in. Mm. Yeah. The unit I'm in was just attached to the most toxic client in, <laughs> in telecom in the world. Like, oof. Yeah, man. That's something even I've come to realize. Like in a lot of companies, a lot of the time, you're not really doing anything. Like some sense? shit's happening around you. You're reacting to it every now and then. But hmm. for the most part, you're not really doing much. Oh, in the sense you're not building to something greater. Not just building to something greater. You're not actually doing like productive work most of the time. What uh, would you consider productive? As someone working in the art industry, I would say, no, I mean, I can definitely see some productivity. From not, my work at least. No, no, I'm not saying some productivity. I'm saying like the amount of hours people think you're working versus hmm. the amount of productive output hours that you provide. Hmm. There's a huge difference. Huh, that's uh, That I feel is because you're even expected to work like 70 hours, but you're trying no, to no, make I'm it seem like that. I'm actually. saying even in like a 40 hour work week. <laughs> yeah. How much of that time is actually spent working? I mean, it depends what you... No, if, it, if it's like proper 40 hours, I would say a good like significant chunk of that would actually get spent productively. Maybe a few minutes lost here and there between meetings and whatever, lunch or something like that. Every Just day. minutes? On, on a daily basis, I mean. Per day, not like overall. How much, like, how would you define productivity then? Or give me an example of spending three hours inefficiently. Where you've done yeah, actually half an hour. He's waiting for like someone else to approve. So that some, some, to someone else needs to do something, set up a meeting. Some meeting needs to happen. Some bullshit broke. Which I wouldn't count as productive work because it wasn't set up correctly in the first place. Oh. Yeah. Hey, then I did nothing in my first four months. <laughs> but see, that's what oh, I'm the, the breaking thing I can't agree with because, I mean, that is part of life. You've got to do something. See, it's some shit breaking every that. now and then is okay. But I'm saying if you're in an environment where shit is just breaking all the time, which is honestly a reality in quite a few Indian companies. Then what are you really doing? I mean, it, it depends. Like if you're inno- innovating on something new, mm. you are expected to like find a lot of breaks. Like you, you would do whatever. No, you, that's you not, break, you that's not what I'm talking about. Nobody, oh, okay. very few people in India are innovating on something new. Shade is just breaking all the time. Nothing that, I quoted I wasn't there on Stack yeah, Overflow. In that case, that is an inefficiency, I would agree. But I'm saying, dude, like if, I if always... There is already like, what do you say? experienced data that they can learn from there and is. they're refusing to do that yeah that that would be inefficient. that's the most frustrating part about all tech companies <laughs> in india they're not doing anything new and yet it's worse <laughs> <laughs> it's like what is your excuse dude just it's all it is there just look at it and do that <laughs> you can't even do that also dude <laughs> Oh. Uber they made then we made Ola here <laughs> <laughs> fucking Postmates Zomato no but that being said the infrastructure that we have developed uh-huh. at, at least in the big cities for yeah. stuff like Swiggy Zomato Donzo yeah. and all it's unparalleled you mean the ghost shops and all that like, yeah, the, like, like the cloud Cloud kitchen, the cloud yeah, sword. like what do you mean? Dark the, stores, what ghost shops? No, as in, in terms of <laughs> that's like, not what it's called. This is the ghost <laughs> store, the dark store, the dark store. Oh, <laughs> the ghost I thought it was the prison for, realm. For a, good, for a good time, this was the only country in the world where if you wanted something in 10 minutes, someone would come and get it to you. And yeah. agreed, this was this was done solely by very heavily exploiting the infinite labor that we have in this country. 
This is an insane asterisk you're putting. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's slavery. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking get over it, dude. Fuck liberals these days. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like the like the only one to have implemented something like that for the longest time was us. And mm. again, like as Junaid was telling the other day, the UP, I think, mm. no other country has gone as wireless and yes, as like have. internet accessible as we have. UPI for sure, dude. But in, I'm, in, I'm in tired of like hearing this. Dude. Internet <laughs> accessibility also. In, <laughs> in most yeah. other places, like even Germany for that matter, as Junaid was telling, getting good high-speed internet wired hard. is difficult. Hmm. Over hmm. here, we have given it wirelessly to everyone who has like a fairly affordable smartphone nowadays. Like hmm. it, It's still more expensive than your Nokia's and Mobile all of course. Data, but for sure. Fiber, so, to some extent, yeah. Fiber, fiber is, yeah, yeah, fiber is yeah. for the high-speed thing, but forget yeah. that. Like even the wire. I, I would have, I would have said it very positively if if Gundas hadn't cut my wires like, <laughs> <laughs> two weeks back. Two uh, weeks back, I had, I didn't have internet for three days. This is, uh, this is unique to Bangalore city again. Yeah. I don't think other cities face. Yeah, I don't oh, think okay. other cities face. Other this. cities don't have situations where they're trying to dig up something and no, the workers this, this cut the, the fiber this is optic the wires. Spiral of Bangalore. Huh. I've discussed this many times with other friends. Basically, it starts with like a bad road being somewhere. Yeah. Residents complain. Yeah. Some politician decides, okay, he needs to put this road to like whatever, like get himself elected yeah. and all. Yeah. So finally, he'll get on BBMP's ass. BBMP will come and do it. Yeah. However, he would have done this with the sole intention of getting himself elected. Uh-huh. So he wouldn't have coordinated with anyone else involved with this road in general. So like a day or two after this new road is made, he's gotten elected, whatever. Now. BWSSB has to do some shit with the water pipe or sewage line. So they come dig it up. While doing this, they cut, let's say, Airtel wire or Geo wire. 100% they cut it. It seems like that's on their checklist. Yeah, then Geo has to come dig it up and fix that shit. Yeah. In doing that, they'll cut off some Bescom wire or something like that. Hmm. Now Bescom has to come dig up and do their shit. At at, at the end of all this, within like a few months of this new road being laid, Uh. the road is back to how it was like before it was laid. (laughs) <laughs> my my experience had an interesting twist. Mm. It's like whoever the workers came to dig up whatever the fuck cut the fiber optic wires. Obviously, like why wouldn't they? <laughs> and then the geo fiber guys came that night only to fix it. Like they were actually did a good job of coming promptly, like within few hours, which is actually bad. But whatever, <laughs> they came fast. But then some gundas came and like didn't allow them to fix it and all that. The workers only whoever did it. Mm. Then they called the police. The police came and this guy told me that those guys have beaten up the police. <laughs> <laughs> they beat up the police. <laughs> and so this extra delayed. <laughs> and then they had to do bribes and all that sorted out. And then I got internet back after three days. Wow. That's fucking crazy. Anjil, I don't know. Is this happening in Korea? <laughs> I have no Even idea. North Anjil, Korea. how are these things only happening to you, bro? That's what I want to know. It's like these gundas asked where you live. Yeah. And then they were like, let's go there. Anshul's Joe comes here. Here. It's this label. Boys, boys, let's start digging here. It's labeled in the ground for kilometers. Anshul's wire, Anshul's wire. Like you can, any t- anywhere you dig, you can find it. You can cut it in JP Nagar also. Like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. At least in this case, the whole Harmony Homes internet went down. Everyone uses Joe on this one. Yeah. Ah, it would happen to you also. Simply would have escaped Jamie. (laughs) 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 Fuck. Yeah, but then what were we saying? Like, yeah, India is good at UPI, mobile data. Basically anything digital. Gundalas, fiber optics, whenever they invent that. And, uh, oh yeah, I, I think based on what you were saying, it's like 
the logistics innovation has have happened yeah yeah the in terms of like delivery and all we have simply taken advantage of like, our infinite labor force it's crazy how blink it works yeah it's mad bro but that's not innovation that's just we have a lot of people it is innovation to a certain extent that no one else bothered to try it till now Dude, bro nobody else can try it because they don't have enough people no in india itself we could have done this long back we had like what were smartphones and all much before swiggy uber all that came in it's only after we saw uber that we realized oh we can put this uh, okay, so do do spiritual marts exist in, in the west spiritual marts sorry dark stores as you dark said stores. <laughs> Uh I actually don't know. I don't think because so. Because that's that's pretty good innovation, no? Like see, but that works only because we have people we can pay so little that we can uh, get it delivery. Far away. I mean, I'll never get this off the bank. Slavery. I I agree to that, but like yeah, yeah, I mean, we could have made use of the slave labor force a long while back. It's not like we didn't do it so long because we cared about them. It we didn't do it so long because no one thought about it. That's all. Uh, yeah, when will I get credit for enslaving these people <laughs> who are ready to be enslaved? You didn't think of it. Just <laughs> I mean, I'm willing to give you like operational optimization or something. This isn't innovation. I, it's I not innovation that. in terms of it's not technological innovation. It's yeah. just like logistical logistical innovation, bro. <laughs> with the with the infinite money hack of slave labor. <laughs> The technological <laughs> innovation part would be the digital uh, what do you say platforming that we have done. Mm. Oh it just struck me that it's like the two the two least qualified people in the world are an Indian's logistics degree guy. <laughs> Because degree. no problem he has cannot be solved by India's like <laughs> low wage labor force and then a Middle Eastern economics professor. <laughs> Like they both are just—they just have a button that fixes everything. <laughs> the antithesis to each yeah. other. <laughs> the Europeans and Americans are really working hard. Like, <laughs> fucking optimize the markets and all that. <laughs> 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 Fuck. This is a crazy like anime or movie or like story idea in general. Yeah, like Buddha and Jesus types. Huh. Just the Middle Eastern economics professor and the Indian logistics. Indian logistics dude. Like, <laughs> why don't we just hire a thousand people for that? That's his idea. That's all his idea. Like, yeah, yeah, we'll pay them however the much the fuck yeah. they want. <laughs> what? What do you mean? What's what's minimum wage, dude? Like, <laughs> it's like that detective guy, dude. That anime is there, no? Detective millionaire. <laughs> He's a de- detective, okay? and he he his money his bank account is infinity <laughs> the balance is infinity it's it's programmed like that mm. <laughs> so he's just solving all the problems like that <laughs> he's like oh it's escaping like fucking by tesla now like <laughs> <laughs> by spacex i'm shooting a rocket towards my villa <laughs> crazy Yeah, I was thinking UPI mobile data fibernet will ban them from conversations. Mm. It's like it's like you know how like oh you're still talking about that day you took me on 5 years ago like <laughs> since then what you've done. Yeah, I mean since, uh, since then again we have settled back into being comfortable in where we are. We really going to coast on this. We going to coast on this for as long yeah. as we can. 1000 years later no when they have like neuralink UPI Indians will be like dude In our culture, we had this thousand years. 
Like what's an example in the West that you're comparing this to? Because oh, no, in India only UPI, hmm. bank transactions are stupid. Oh, because okay, okay, okay. Forces made the bank. <laughs> 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 They take way too fucking long. Yeah. So UPI system, the way it works is that it just automatically inserts it into a ledger and considers considers it valid, and the ledger is balanced later. Hmm. That's like oh okay. So like it's it's artificially made fast, hmm. and then whatever bank errors happen. We'll cover the cost using fees or whatever it is, and also gov- the government is assuming pumping something into it. Mm. So yeah, well, that's pretty cool, no? That's nice. Mm. But uh, the settling thing has been there for a while, even before UPI. But then, did that increase the transaction speed on the initial customer side? Yeah, even earlier when you sent like a wire transfer, it mm. go through immediately. Okay. It doesn't mean that the transaction was settled between the banks. The oh, settling would typically happen later. I think this is you. I think UPI is one step before that. Like it's because UPI is like instant, no? No, even IMPS is instant. It was or yeah, it oh. still is. Then I don't know. Nothing happened. Nothing new. <laughs> no, no. UPI is a pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, no, but then what? Then what's new about it then? IMPS was quick, but uh, it wasn't as smooth and seamless as UPI. Yeah. As far as I remember. The difference in UPI is the experience of using it, because now every bank gives you this unified interface. So it's not like this app will only work for this bank and this bank. Oh, it works for everything, and everyone can accept it. Yeah. It's more like a legislative innovation, honestly. Plus, yeah, oh. IMPS. Yeah, they told all banks to use it. They told all banks, look, here's the interface you all are going to use. Everybody conform to this, regardless of whether you're a bank, you're some financial institution, uh-huh. you're just somebody who wants to build an app that will uh-huh. accept payments, whatever it is. You can conform to this interface. Mm. Oh, so it's a legislative innovation. I mean, that's still pretty impressive, dude. Yeah. yeah, that's really impressive. And it's a good legislative. And it's a good one. Like yeah. it's a. We good don't have many of those. Yeah, in this but country. I don't like <laughs> that kind of stuff. Why? It's good now. Bro, but they designed it well. Like no, it's a well-designed thing. That's correct. That's Then. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even like psycho chicks now, so they're damn hot when you first see them. <laughs> <laughs> How is that the comparison? What an analog! What an analog! <laughs> This is like if they have the power to do this to the financial system, no? Yeah. They can do whatever the fuck they want. Ah, but they have been consolidating their power for a while now. Don't they, make me. I'm going like the F word is coming to my mind. <laughs> but they didn't do anything to the financial system. They made everyone conform to one standard, no? No, people can deviate from it if they want. They can. Yeah, you don't. Oh. I mean, if you choose not to conform to this, you just won't be part oh, of the UPI system. Oh, then your bank doesn't yeah. have the UPI yeah. system. And then oh. you, not like they're sourcing them. Yeah, then. they're not holding them at gunpoint and saying. I've been, like, I've been swayed back again. Yeah. 
Jai Shri Ram. But yeah, coming back to examples, uh-huh. I was just thinking in terms of public transport, Mm. there is so much that can be done we have the technology we have like the people who have the brains to implement it the only reason that's not happening is because of bureaucratic and political bullshit yeah yeah rome had the technology <laughs> <laughs> to make roads <laughs> forget road man just telling like better modes of public transport like what specifically me- are you talking about like metro and all but they're doing that yeah but they're doing such a shoddy job of it dude they're doing the technology which is old in the west yeah, now and this is what and like they're taking 30 years to make it like yeah <laughs> like i'm sure they could have put up some underground hyper rail sort of thing and not like under the surface type like deep underground mm. which could have connected the entire like city or the country we have pretty much everything we need to do would that. you really be comfortable with them digging underneath you They're already <laughs> doing such a shit job of just building something on top of you. I mean, I'm just saying, like, by the time Bangalore Metro has, like, five lines of different colors, like, there'll they'll be teleportation. Bro, <laughs> let's, be, let's be real. If they, if they try to dig underneath us, we wouldn't just get five lines, we would get five fault lines. <laughs> Nobody wants that. 2035 was the year Maybe that particular example was a bad idea but i'm saying we have like the we have like the people who can plan this out really well we have the tech the only reason it's not happening is the bureaucratic and political bullshit do that will be a mad like anime scenes dude like because karnataka was originally mysore state right like mysore oh, yeah. it was mysore kingdom king king ha mysore kingdom ah, what i meant to okay, say yeah. okay so like those guys didn't want to corrupt mysore so they threw everything to this this useless hill station here bangalore so <laughs> then eventually a, imagine bangalore becomes a hole in the ground not even a hill station a yeah. cantonment a cantonment <laughs> yeah so then bangalore because of all this digging underground it just becomes a hole in the ground and then they are they're looking from mysore we like see what those that's uh, sodom and gomorrah darwaza yeah. that door, door to hell the door to hell yeah Where all these it? hedonists what they've done see what happens when you bring north indians <laughs> <laughs> there's a hole in the ground <laughs> <laughs> I was disappointed when I went to Infosys campus in Electronic City because What? the road was narrow dude. <laughs> I was like okay fine dude you fucked up Bangalore it's it's cool. <laughs> I won't blame you it's fine. It's totally cool. happens. Okay. It's an old city whatever it is. <laughs> It's not an old city. Yeah, it's not an old city. I've already forgiven you. <laughs> <laughs> But electricity I know is new. <laughs> Why couldn't you have made the road wider there? Oof. Because then they can't sell that land to people. Yeah. But what do you mean sell the land? The that tiny around the road. That they are saving side. by making the road narrower. Is what they can add on to those properties and You're saying this it. is the reason now. Yes. Right? <laughs> Holy That is legit the reason we don't have wider roads in Bangalore. Are you serious? Yeah. I don't know in electronic city that's the reason in Bangalore that's the reason. Electro fires bro if there's building okay. a brand new place I feel like somewhat like better. I feel somewhat better. <laughs> I thought it was like the normal corruption where it's like the budget is 3 crores. Oops, there's only 1 crore left. I don't know how that happened dude. It's just And then you use the 1 crore and you make a small road. No, the, I think that, that's what's happening. That you can talk about the quality of the roads. Mm. Okay. That and it's not even like the budget is lesser. Huh. We want a bigger chunk of that budget to like eat. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. is why we can only spend on like one thin nanofilm of tar on this road. That's it. <laughs> nanofilm of tar. It's a graphene sheet on the road. 
Dude, but honestly, <laughs> like the stuff you guys are talking about isn't even like the most depressing thing about India for me. Hit me, for dude. Me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna lie down, wait, hit me. <laughs> We really need video for this podcast. <laughs> Just we need one camera only on Anshul. It's like it doesn't matter who else is there. <laughs> for me, it's that. Um, so you remember I told you guys about that guy I met after that uh, before that IELTS exam I wrote. Oh, ha, ha, yeah. Ha. The kid from Pesit. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So he graduated from mechanical engineering like last year, and then he said that out of two hundred and sixteen people in his class who graduated with an engineering degree. 150 have already left India within less than a year. He graduated last September and now it's Jan 15. Can you speak to the prestige of Pesit? It's a pretty well-known university. I mean, it's prob- obviously not the level of IITs, mm. but if you move one level below, I think it's Bits, and Pesit is maybe just below Bits. I would put NIT and Bits on the same level. Ah, uh, NIT Bits, and mm. then Pesit is just below okay. NIT Bits. Okay. It's pretty good. It's well-known. So that tier of people, two sixty is his batch in ME. Two one six. Two one six. One fifty left. Yeah, basically a three fourths. Yeah. Damn, damn. And now the remainder of them are leaving this year. Yeah, I feel the only reason that ratio is not higher in IIT is because IIT has a lot of kids from like economically not well off mm, backgrounds. Not privileged backgrounds. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Otherwise, that uh, number would have easily been like even eighty higher, yeah. plus percentage for IIT. I would say. So in like basic uh, for like the computer science stuff, uh-huh. apparently like seventy five percent of them won't even sit for placements. Hmm. Like they'll just be like, we're not even going to register. They just do whatever projects on the side and research they can hmm. to apply for their masters, and then they leave India. Fuck. Yeah. And then you have people on Twitter saying like, it's good that these these through he's are leaving <laughs> all these privileged fucks who don't know how to improve a country. Like Akshay Kumar says anything, it's like oh fucking go to Canada, dude. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. And then also like, this is my dad telling me something, so it's like a dad fact. Mm. You know, it's it's like two hundred passports are relinquished in India every day. Every day. Yeah. Oh, it's two hundred and two three. And oh yeah, I think I verified this also. Yeah, the amount of passports are relinquished in a year, if you divide by three six five, it's like two hundred a day. Mm, about 70 that's 73,000 passports a year yeah and I remember the stat we looked up for the number of people in India who hold passports is like 7.2% yeah viewers so 7 point Mitro (laughs) (laughs) the India's population is what 2 billion now 2.5 billion is it 2.5 what no I'll tell you it 1.2 or 1.3 what no bro we crossed crossed China that we did China was 1 bill China, no. China flatlined at one bill because Wait. of their one-child hmm. policy, Hold and on. in fact, it's going down now. Ah, twenty twenty-four India population. One point five, it looks like. Oh yeah, my bad, dude. One point four three five billion. One point five billion. In that population, as of twenty twenty, seven point two percent have passports. Yeah. So yeah. how much is that? What is ten percent of one point five billion? One hundred and fifty million. Yeah, yeah, 150 million. So let's say like 130 million. No, hmm. 115 million. Hmm. 115 to 120 million. Give it a conservative estimate. 100 million. Let's take 100 also. Okay. Yeah. Take but 100. the point we were making was that it's such a small percentage of India's brain drain. But 100 million can overwhelm, overwhelm like anybody's. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. 
And even if you say 73,000 passports are being relinquished every year. Yeah. That's nothing. That's what 100 million are leaving like our yeah. our passport holders. <laughs> yeah, out of that 73,000 are leaving. Fuck. Or giving up their passports. Dude, our population is colossal like yeah, it's, it's, it's huge. a huge it's a plague on the earth. <laughs> yeah, it's tough to even like think about how many people yeah. there are. There's so that's why like all the Indian people leaving whether they're good or bad make the impression of the entire country for the for the rest of us. Like in US everyone thinks oh Indians are so hard working all that stuff. Like no. <laughs> reminded me of Sundar Pichai is normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, reminded me of this uh question on uh, I think Reddit or Insta or something. Basically mm-hmm. someone had shared it on WhatsApp. Like they've given you an option of like a, a list of like 10 different things. Mm-hmm. One of them is like one dude with a sniper, two lions, three alligators. Oh. goes all the way down till like uh, a sw- a swarm of rats like uh-huh. 50 rats and like uh and like 10 birds or something at uh-huh. the bottom and you have to, if you have to pick two of these guys uh-huh. to defend yourself uh-huh. against the rest of them against the rest of them yeah like what would you pick what would be the most smart one hmm. turns out the answer is those five hawks and 50 rats okay because a sniper will easily be overwhelmed by even like the smallest like group of rats yeah and eventually get us like bitten like what was yeah, like by then that's not the bigger one useless yeah. yeah yeah so with the rats and the hawk yeah. the rats alone can easily distract and overwhelm all the creatures yeah while the hawk slowly come and like at least blind them or whatever pick them off yeah till you can escape from there peacefully mm. yeah and that again brought me back to like basically if you look at all these populations mm. uh I am coming from thinking about this channel called Ants Canada where this dude has like a bunch of mm-hmm. uh, ant farms yeah. uh, in his he has like an ant room yeah. with a bunch of terrariums that have ant mm. farms so uh he is now working on this giant sort of ecosystem vivarium this is basically like a giant section mm-hmm. about 3 feet wide the full length of the room mm. where he's building like a mini ecosystem with a bunch of different creatures okay and he happened the, some of the like material like there was a wood stump and all that like a tree stump and all that he brought in uh-huh. that for decoration that sort of carried a bunch of colonies of ants already which got introduced by default okay and he was talking about how one colony can easily destroy the others simply because they are sheer numbers huh the others being like fire ants marauder ants yeah. trap jaw ants all like the heavy eaters and the ones that can destroy them are the black crazy ant like those the random the similar not the exact ones but sorry what color were they <laughs> <laughs> you were at your first guys <laughs> but yeah like this is like not the exact but similar species to the ones that you find here just the black ones that don't bite they don't do anything they just come eat your food and go yeah that's what the liberal media wants <laughs> Yeah, and these guys are the ones that can destroy all the other colonies by simply overwhelming them with numbers. Hmm. And I feel that's what India is doing with the world right now. We are on a path of what do you say? So the thing is, like, right? So far in Indian immigration, the diaspora has pretty much only been interested in like immigrating, starting a family, just settling down and being like opening a beer and being like, ha, hmm. like that. But now we have fuckers like Rishi Sunak and Vivek Ramaswamy and all that. They're standing on the shoulders of I'm, giants. I'm scared <laughs> where this is going. Like, why? What? What does Indian diaspora like? Ambitious, more ambitious people look like. Like, of course, it's it's noble to have a family and whatnot. 
but people who want to change the world that kind of like what does an indian elon musk look like i don't think indians are that aggressive by nature that they'd actually pursue like world domination yeah i think people are just trying to do well for themselves and now that more indians are getting to higher positions it's yeah. easier for other indians to also yeah. get to higher no, positions no, but, but that we, so, we, we've already produced vivek ramaswamy so when you say like they're not aggressive enough to pursue world domination i don't think that's what's happening i don't think that's the intention also hmm. they don't want to dominate through aggression the idea of domination is simply through like just being everywhere omnipresence is the strategy but i don't think anyone's actively thinking about that oh, no they're not, they're not. that mean. it's ingrained into our culture is what i'm saying but it's ingrained we want into to do better be it like back in the day it was like better mm. economically by pleasing your king or whatever being yeah. a good soldier being a good artisan mm. now it is like a more the sort of capitalistic economic outlook where we're like we are we need to make this much we need to be able to, to go to be abroad. fair only we america doesn't behave like this the rest <laughs> of the countries all are very like you know not very homogeneous mixture ha huh, i i'm not mm. about that i'm just talking mm. about in terms of like the sort of life goals mm. that uh the nature slash nurture in this country develops in you mm. is a goal that just aligns with spreading across the entire world and taking over it organically as opposed to aggressively bro but that's every culture yeah that's every culture that's, that's literally the definition of a culture yeah no hmm. most other cultures don't have such a big obsession with going abroad or settling abroad this is very uniquely like asian no, if not no i think the going abroad part is just a relentless pursuit of self interest it's just yeah i i i won't be able to i think i can have more if i go somewhere else and also i think the going abroad has more to do with trying to escape india rather than going somewhere else hmm. yeah agreed it's but not about the destination that, they're trying to escape the origin all that is sort of organically leading us to take over the world sure but eventually there will be nowhere point, for us to run to my point wherever we go there will be but my point is none, nobody's actively thinking about it also i don't think it's, it's just I, don't, i don't think it's possible because by that logic india here would be reunited yeah No, there's no, there's no question yeah. of unity or <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. like there's no collaboration it's, it's going like, on uh, at this level. It's nothing. not a sort of civilization-based domination hmm. or something that I'm talking about. It's like some primal thing that is causing us to genetically dominate by spreading. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I still think that's every culture, dude. To a certain extent, yes, it just feels like ours has taken it to the next level. Oh, like, I think I think it's just that India's culture is more collectivist. what do you mean by collective like it's more like mm. communist vibes like we're all in this together yeah we'll all be we will move as slow as the slowest member <laughs> kind of yeah so certain kind yeah. of is i think the the idea of also like going and settling abroad is that firstly there is the thing that there are other people settled there who can help yeah. me yeah. and you also become one of those people who are settled there to help others yeah going ahead in the future hmm. yeah but see we've in all this diaspora no the first indian presidential candidate has has there now mm. so i'm saying it will bubble more yeah. and indian pres- you can't get more world domination for yeah than the us president <laughs> yeah so, is he I like a serious candidate though he's damn serious dude he's he's going guns blazing dude he's oh, like she's not no 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 no, no. Vivek, vivek ramaswamy oh but like he's actually looked at somebody who could potentially win or is it just one of those he's been doing a great job he started out as a complete outsider like non no one took him seriously I'd, I'd but his debates and his media campaigns or whatever <coughs> has been very effective to be honest i don't think this election he has a chance no chance no but yeah like mm. promising candidate to look out for in the future he has like a very sharp upward curve in popularity 
but if that continues he'll become president but it's like that's unrealistic mm, yeah. yeah yeah also isn't he like super young like yeah, 40s yeah. mm-hmm. which is refreshing yeah he talks fast he has like an attitude no, again him. historically speaking apart from jfk i'd mm. say like us doesn't really have young uh, presidents yeah <laughs> yeah at least come they're not like hey that's comfortable not true. with the obama wasn't like super old when he got elected he was like he, late I, 40s I say, I early 50s call him young still he was late 40s early 50s still wouldn't call him young this guy <laughs> is mid 40s yeah what okay then i wouldn't call him a young either i thought he was much younger no but you anyway have to be, like you, you anyway have to be 35 to run for president yeah oh Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. So you, you can't, can't be like 25 and running for president. How much was JFK then? I thought he was much younger. He was in his 40s. No, I didn't. Wait, I oh, thought he was 30s. Early 30s when he became president. Regarding JFK, I heard a damn funny joke. <laughs> like NFL's concussion protocol is so bad that they're like, after he got assassinated, no, they would have told him, yeah, yeah, he's safe to return to the parade line. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he was 43 when he got elected. And he's the youngest president ever. Oof. Hmm. 43 yeah yeah this is jfk right he looked very good for that age then in yeah. photos at least <laughs> he is a pretty good looking and also yeah. see look at the presidents we've had since the 80s reagan jimmy yeah. carter clinton <laughs> then the first bush no the, the first bush clinton then the then second bush second bush obama trump and biden nobody has non white hair <laughs> Obama, Obama didn't. Obama didn't, but again, ah, I, I'll attribute that to his jeans again. To be fair, to Obama, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's pretty stressed. I, I'll attribute that also to his jeans, though. <laughs> hmm, Black don't crack. <laughs> yeah. Black yeah. don't crack that early. <laughs> that is there. And Trump, because of his yeah. extremely artificial hair. <laughs> This Vivek Ramaswamy did a damn good job in one of the Republican debates. You know Nikki Haley. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, she's also one of the Republican side. She's a chick and uh, whatever, and she served in the army. Oh. So oh. she's like, we have to commit troops to uh, Ukraine to help them and all that stuff. Ra- Vivek was like, name three provinces in Ukraine that you want to send troops to. <laughs> <laughs> It's like to exposing, like I said, yeah, I know for a fact you don't know shit. You're just saying this. Oof. But then she said, like she's she was in the military. Uh. But the thing is that it was lost. Uh. You know, the crowd just thought she got fucking punk. The establishment who just want to send us to war doesn't even know what where they're sending. You know. Wow. And more than yeah. her, like they would have realized that even I don't know. Why do why do I want That's to like, what, send yeah. my people there if even I don't know? I know Don Bass. <laughs> That's it. But I thought all these Republican candidates were for foreign support and invasion and so on and so forth. No, they but they don't like government spending. Yeah. Oh. Especially on foreign things. Like why the fuck? Do we, why do we give a fuck what is happening in Ukraine? They don't mind it when some self interest is there, like mm. Iraq. Yeah, there isn't a direct other than shipping, whatever. So yeah. there's no self-interest in Crimea. A- apart from maybe like putting one over Russia or something like that, there's really not much. They But there is self-interest, no? Like their allies, their NATO allies with the European Union. Ha! Huh, but they And already have enough leverage to like pull strings there, no? They also don't like the globalists. Uh, <laughs> so they don't like the European Union and NATO and all that. Like fucking, really, the fucking globalists. Wait, the Republicans <laughs> don't like NATO. No, as in the hardcore Trump guys, they're like, it's the global, you know, the cabal. It's <laughs> NATO, Illuminati, they're, EU. They're fine. Sounds same, no? <laughs> they're fine as long as America has like the biggest leverage or the most, uh, what do you call it, stout mm. in NATO to like 
call most of the shots or at least in oh no i i which is true now but i've yeah. seen a turn on that it's like the globalists who want to dissolve all our cultures and make us into one place and all that fucking shit and I make mean, the frogs gay that that'll be the narrative they they infiltrated sure. in america also that's yeah, why yeah. america wants to be part but of that that will be the that will be the narrative for sure yeah. but as in america will still be chill with mm. whatever is going on as long as they have that leverage to control nato yeah as soon as they start losing that is when like yeah. they'll actually give in to all these conspiracy voices that's what like, the stupidity yeah. was that <laughs> trump uh, acknowledged israel's occupation of gaza and the west bank even after the oslo accords because mm-hmm. of that us doesn't have a leg to stand on to be like why is russia invading ukraine mm. it was a big fuck up that trump did like yeah. he put an embassy in jerusalem and all that <laughs> wow yeah embassy in jerusalem he put a us embassy in jerusalem and the, every us president was on the same page like don't do that <laughs> the israel is loki like it is definitely infringing on the west bank and gaza <laughs> which should have given up 30 years ago but let's just handle this he's like no correct is there something <laughs> wow and yeah. there's a decent chance he might become president again right i mean it depends on a variety of things one is fairly winning it the other thing is his criminal indictment so yeah. he can't stand if he gets indicted properly but i thought the only people removing him were the blue states from the ballot which anyway he was never that's like there. a secondary thing they're doing like oh. if he anyway gets, that's a separate thing if he gets convicted properly then they he can't, can't stand he yeah. can't be in any ballot and they still haven't decided if he's capable of standing or not in terms of legality of it yeah. i think it's ongoing still but it's looking really bad yeah it's looking like really bad yeah like a lot of the evidence that they have brought forward seems kind of yeah anti- it's it's really like, <laughs> like really open and shut case johnson like there's a bit there's an audio recording of him being like look at these files the top secret <laughs> what <laughs> yeah He's just showing people in the room classified files, <laughs> and in his house and Marlog and all this, all boxes of classified top secret files yeah. that he was supposed to return half of them like uh-huh. after he finished his presidency. He's also he recording yeah. of him discussing exactly what the implications of taking that document home would be, and still like trying to convince that fellow. See, it's still no. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Maybe like no bro it's not chill you can't take documents from I mean it's, it's fine right <laughs> the people it was such a glimpse into what it's like in the white house much because these are the people who are around him like his circle and they're all like dude nah that's illegal bro. and he's like nah dude see i know like you'll go to federal prison go to jail get tortured probably all that stuff but it's fine <laughs> yeah, everyone around him is like basically trying to walk into a wall all the time fuck because that is their job every, every <laughs> their job yeah. is to try and walk into that wall they know uh-huh. it's not going to get anywhere but they still have to do it you have to make the effort so that later in the yeah. in the court you can say that no i i told don't do that <laughs> see as well this is an example of a job where you're working 90 hours a week to save the world <laughs> this <laughs> is it this is the job trump's chief of staff yeah trump's chief of staff the journalist would be like why did trump call that <laughs> korean prime minister retired This is man dipl- uh, diplomacy, <laughs> diplomatics of the situation. It's very tough, okay? Dude, this is the perfect job for you. Yeah, it's high stress, but yeah. you know every single thing you say and do matters. Yeah, I know what angle to take, and the journalists also know what they're doing. Eventually, it becomes a relationship. We're like, that's a nice question. <laughs> nice question, Tim. <laughs> and then just just start going into like platitudes, so, like I believe in the flag, the, the troops, and the flag troops, and the pa- the d- diplomatics. <laughs> 
and the star spangled banner <laughs> and the red white and blue and like you team i love the navy okay <laughs> eagles are the best <laughs> <laughs> yeah fuck I'm go home i want to make love to my wife my straight wife <laughs> my straight cishet woman my wife cishet wife and there's nothing wrong with that i wish she was white like, by the grace of god <laughs> yeah even yeah the question is why did he embezzle three million bucks i boss and girls we hope you're smart after all this you know we talked about geopolitics <laughs> <laughs> d- 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 the definition diplom- diplomatics <laughs> <laughs> and so you know sounds like it's an olympic sport dude <laughs> diplomatics <laughs> diplomatics chief diplomatics oh, who knows maybe 100 years from now diplomatics will be like an olympic event they <laughs> have a statue of anshul there bro dude, it will be a college course yeah. <laughs> it's a community joke it'll be a statue of me fucking a brain <laughs> stop right there good night stop right there. <laughs>